right, everyone. Welcome back to Girls Talk Football. This is your host, Tiffany, with my co-host, French. And we also have Craig on with us today. Um, the big topic that's going on in the NFL right now, obviously, is the schedules that came out on Thursday. Um, so today we're going to go over a little bit of the schedules. And then we also have some predictions for you guys, our own personal predictions of um, who's going to win each division. And then we also have predictions of the Super Bowl, which are way early, but... Hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, why not get conversations started this early? Exactly, exactly. All right. So, do you guys want to start with the schedules or do you want to start with predictions? It's your show. Um, we'll start with the schedule. Yeah. So, schedule. All right. So, um a couple of the big games that are um being talked about right now. Um the first mm-hmm. one is week 3, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Um, I know the Ravens are a big favorite to uh, win their division, and the Chiefs are obviously the Super Bowl champions last year. So I definitely mm-hmm. think that that will be a good game for sure. I think so, too. I think uh, Chiefs-Ravens, I mean, that's already a playoff implication game for sure. I mean, not saying it matters they're not the same division, but they're both AFC, and obviously they could meet sometime in the playoffs if they both maintain their progression and move forward and gain better pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will be uh, a very good game. It's going to be the Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson uh, narrative. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs fare this year. Um, Super Bowl winners don't have the best track record in their follow-up season. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think if somebody can overcome that, the Chiefs are a great candidate with Mahomes and Andy Reid. So um, I think that's going to be one of the better games of the season. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, this is a little off topic of this, but it kind of goes into the whole thing that French and I were talking about earlier um, is that, you know, some of these teams like the Chiefs and the 49ers and, you know, the teams that made it to the playoffs, they have a little bit of an advantage, I feel, during this offseason because they have already made it that far as a team and they have a pretty solid team. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of looking at what you can progress from last year. Whereas, you know, these new teams that have these new drafts that think that they're going to come and turn around the team, they're not getting as much as that chemistry and contact with other players as soon as they normally would to build that, you know, team relationship. Exactly. Especially with these new quarterbacks, new players. I mean, the Ravens, Chiefs, I don't know, they only pretty much added, they pretty much added new draft picks. They really Mm -hmm. added in like big time off-season edition, so, like, a veteran quarterback going in there has to figure something out right yeah. away. They are have that chemistry, but which is already important, too, because right now everybody's on the same playing field, and everybody's doing, maybe, like, virtual meetings, off-season, yeah. doing everything on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and some of it comes down to, you know, which players are new, who left. So the key additions and apart departures don't just come through the draft or by trade. They come through free agency. So, um the interesting thing about the Chiefs and Ravens is they didn't have a whole lot of turnover. So mm-hmm. even if you have a lot of chemistry with your players, if you have one key player, that can kind of throw off the chemistry. So I don't think you're going to see that with either of these two teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so then another big game that's being talked about is the Packers and the Buccaneers, which, Oof. of course, that's big talk because, mm. you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, you know, depending on how the Packers go about their season of Jordan Love. And, you know, the Buccaneers now have Tom Brady and Gronk, who came out of retirement to play with Tom Brady. 
Um, and that'll actually be a home game for the Buccaneers, which we're going to try and go to that game if we can. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they're letting fans in the stadium. We're, if we're if they are letting fans in the stadiums and tickets are – I mean, this is a big game. Yeah. This is a big game. This might be a sold-out game. Yeah. But ticket – fingers crossed we're hoping to be there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, this is the two great Hall of Fame quarterbacks going there, Tom Brady and um, Aaron Rodgers. Um I don't know if it's a primetime prime time game or not. I didn't look at the schedule deeply enough for this game, but I think it's going to be very interesting. You have the two best players who ever wore number 12, in my opinion. So Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be an interesting game. I think it'll be more relevant for narrative for the narrative's sake, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, assuming both of them are still playing at yeah. this point. Um, I do think there, I think as, as much as it'll be fun to see the game and see these guys play in person, that's kind of a generational thing. Um, I think this might be one of the more overrated games. I'm not sold on the bucks being any good Robert Gronkowski. I mean, he's injury prone, took a year off. Who knows what he looks really small Yeah. when I've seen him lately, like he lost some weight, so he's going to have to bulk up and, and, and hopefully return to form. Um, Packers, I think, would be the early favorites. I don't think Tom Brady's like a plug-and-play win machine, um, you know. So I think I think the edge will ultimately end up going to the Packers, but it may also depend on what kind of turmoil results in this uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, Jordan Love, Jordan yeah. Situation. Yeah, I agree with that too as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely still a big question mark as to you know which route the Packers are going in that direction too mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers really hasn't came out and said much about any of it either, which in a way I don't really blame him because, you know, I feel like he probably doesn't want to stir the pot or. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's been pretty quiet about it. But, yeah, I, I'm not surprised he hasn't come out and said, like, anything really too because, like, what, what I mean, it makes no sense for a very quarterback like that to go in there and just trash or in love for some reason. I feel, going off this, I feel bad for Jordan Love, by the way. He got put in the most – weirdest, awkward, worst situation would probably be as a rookie because he's just looking to make a name for himself and get a job in the NFL. Yeah. He didn't ask to be drafted by a Packer. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting how he deals with that too. But, you know, I think I think he's young. I think he's going to, you know, hopefully just go in there and just learn from Aaron Rodgers and just stay quiet. Yeah, I agree. All right, so then the 49ers in Green Bay is week nine. Um, you know, the 49ers were obviously – in the Super Bowl last year, they didn't win. They lost to the Chiefs. Um, and then, you know, we just talked about Green Bay. Yeah, that's a repeat of the it's a championship. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big game, too. I think I think that at this point in the season, there's a good chance this game's already going to have playoff implications. Um, I think 49ers are going to be extremely successful this season. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah. Uh, I think 49ers are going to be the team to beat in the NFC this year. Um, but, again, interesting game. This this could ultimately end up being one of those high-scoring games that, you know, just fireworks. Yeah. Well, yeah, they played, what, December 8th, 2019, the final score. We're talking about the 49ers Saints game or 49ers Green Bay? Green Bay. Oh. Green Bay. Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry, wrong one. No, that was pretty. Much, unfortunately, that was pretty much. Well, they blew the the Forty Nineers blew the Green the Packers out both times. One time in the regular season and one time in the playoffs. So we'll see about that. But one thing I'm looking forward to that we actually got a little ahead of ourselves on was the Forty Nineers Saints game. Yeah, that one's going to be. I think 
up there with the Ravens versus the Chiefs game. I think that one's going to be fireworks. Drew Brees look, is looking to go out with a bang. Uh, he's got his heir apparent waiting there in Jameis Winston um, or Taysom Hill, depending on who you ask. Um, I can't wait to talk about Taysom Hill when we get into the Saints down the road. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's going to be a great game for sure. Yeah, you know, the last time they played, it was a high-scoring game, 48-46. to 46, So it was pretty close, too, as well. For sure. Um, Drew Brees is I, – I think this is the year that – I, I think he'll fall short. Like I said, I, I think the 49ers are the favorites, but this I think this is kind of his shot to go out on top. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's getting older. Um I believe he had what he may has like what one year left on his contract. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure, so don't quote me on that. But you know, he still has returning players. He still has, you know, Michael Thomas, who's the best NFL receiver in my opinion in the league right now. You have Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, so he still has his weapons available along with his running backs. And, too, like you said, Taysom Hill is pretty much just a Swiss Army knife for the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the next game that they have is the Chiefs and the Bucks, which, you know, we've talked about both teams. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's a big game, too, because, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes who just won the Super Bowl going against, you know, a NFL football legend quarterback, Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. I think that's why that's a big game to watch. Um, the next one I think would be actually a kind of fun game is the Bengals and the Dolphins. Yeah. I agree because you're going to have Joe Burrow and Tua, top 10 picks, for rookie quarterback pretty much go at it. Because yeah. I feel like Tua is going to be the, the starter going into the season instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I feel like Joe Burrow obviously is going to be a starting quarterback. So I believe that's why there's is on the 10 best game because you do have two top 10 draft picks going at each other. So, um, Craig, I don't know if you heard, but French pulled up an article yesterday talking about Joe Burrow and how he actually hasn't signed his contract yet uh, with – the Bengals because he's kind of waiting to see how this coronavirus thing's going to play out. Yeah, so the the rookie contracts they're they're slotted, meaning that based on the way that the NFL Players Union uh, negotiated the collecting collective bargaining agreement with the NFL, they're they pretty much know what they're going to make. It's not uncommon for these guys to hold out because the the amount that the players make in each draft position where they were drafted. For example, number one overall. There's a specific range, probably within 500000 to a $1 million, where they know that contract will fall. Usually it's on, usually if it's a holdout type deal, uh, it's, it's really kind of blown out of proportion by the media, in my opinion. So I wouldn't worry about it. I, th- I think just the first draft pick of any team just signed this past week. So, okay. So yeah, it it should be it should be good, and he's not the type that's going to go in and and start ruffling feathers like that. Yeah, especially you know just being drafted and everything. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah. Um. So the next game is Week Thirteen. Um. Bills and Forty ers We were talking earlier too. You know, French has Bills as a favorite this season. You know, kind of making a comeback and making it pretty far this year. Yeah, I truly believe in the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen is just – I think he is the guy. I love him. He's a big stature. He's, he could do, he's so big. He can run. He can, he can throw the – he's a pocket pass. So I think he's a – he reminds me a lot of Ben Rosterberger, but a little more trim, but in the way of where he carries himself. And I think that he's going to be a great, great quarterback in that AFC East division. Um, 
I can talk about if I wasn't a Jags fan, if I wasn't so, if I didn't have the logo permanently on me the rest of my life, I would be a Bills fan. 100%. I love the Buffalo Bills and what they have to offer this season. I think they can make a little bit more farther than that last year, but that was that was only the beginning. Yeah. I uh Cleveland Browns fans are pretty fond of the Buffalo Bills. Uh when the Browns left, which we talked about in a, a prior episode, the Bills essentially said, "Hey guys, you know, we're here for you. We'd love to have you. What can we do? Can we get you tickets? Can we do this like there was there's a open relationship between the Buffalo and Cleveland market. So a lot of mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns fans uh, ended up favoring the Bills. I, I I think you're right about Josh Allen. My my concern is with a running running game with Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to carry him. They're okay at wide receiver. Uh, you know, you're going to be looking at John Brown, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley. So Stephon Diggs is probably going to be the clear number one. Uh, but those uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown really need to step up to make sure that Stefan can get open. Yeah, I agree. Stefan's gonna be the big down, the big receiver going down the uh, on the fade, or pretty much a street crowd going down the sideline. I mean, John Brown, and Cole Beasley are the small wide receivers, so I mean, they're definitely be playing a big slot position too. So I think, I think that I think the Bills should. Um, I think they'll be they're they're one of those they're, they. They aren't the biggest name guys in the NFL. Obviously, Cole Beasley's been around longer. I mean, Stephon Diggs, but like, in my opinion, I think you got some. I think you got some solid wide receivers. Better, a lot better core than what the other teams have right now. Yeah. too. that's fair. All right. So next we have Week Thirteen: Cowboys and Ravens. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about the Ravens, but we haven't talked too much about the Cowboys. And you know, Andy Dalton just signed back up with the Cowboys. I um, I think. Andy Dalton, and I don't, I don't believe all what the what Jared Jones is saying, what the Cowboys are saying. Obviously, they haven't paid Dak yet, which is, I mean, you get it. You want to see where Dak's head at with that, maybe how he's handling the Dalton situation. Absolutely. But I think there's an underlying factor here where I think Dalton might be bringing in to Dalton's not done yet. No, he I don't said think that he, is. he he still wants to be a starter, and they said that this year is going to be a big determining year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, whether twenty twenty one, if he gets signed a starting position, you know, with another team rather right. than a backup like he is right now. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a win win proposition for the Cowboys and Dalton. I don't think they have any intention of starting starting Dalton this year, but for the Cowboys, it gives them leverage in their negotiations with Dak Prescott. So. You're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of them building up Dalton as if they have two starting quarterbacks, and and basically that's gonna devalue uh, the worth of Dak Prescott when it comes to the contract negotiations. The win for Andy Dalton is he gets a change of scenery. Uh, he's switching conferences. He's he's gonna get experience um, watching a different style of offense and practicing with them. Um, and if things fall apart with Dak, if the asking price is too high on his end, uh, you know, again, he's got leverage. He's already there. He's already learned the system. Maybe he's the next guy. Um, but, but I do think it's a primarily a mixture of having leverage over Dak. And Mm -hmm. I think like another thing we talked about in the past episodes, these teams are bringing in starting caliber quarterbacks when they mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily have done it before, probably because of the COVID situation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. All 
Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see, you know, how teams play this year on this upcoming season with this COVID situation going on for sure. Yeah, it's interesting to see why. Yeah, because these teams are definitely signing high, like correct said, high caliber quarterbacks who could be stars somewhere. And and be ain't all can go anywhere and start, but it's 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 different. It's a trend that we're seeing right now, like we talked yeah. about the first episode. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think we should get into um our own little personal predictions. So yes. starting off with the AFC North, we'll start off with that since we just talked about them right. this whole week. You know, we did AFC North Division Week this week. So if you mm-hmm. haven't checked that out, go back to the previous episodes and you can catch up on all those teams. Um, so for me, I actually picked the Steelers. I think the Steelers are super underrated. You know, I think they have a pretty solid team. Um, as long as, you know, like we talked about yesterday, Big Ben comes back healthy and Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, I do think they really have a solid team. And I Mm -hmm. think that they could come back and give the Ravens a run for their money in being the AFC champ, you know, North championships. I, uh, I just as well too. Um, I think the Ravens, I think they're still very high. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think you're gonna see some little digre- little digression with uh, if that's the right word with with the Baltimore Ravens. I think that it was a surprise they lost to the Titans last year in the divisional round of the playoffs. But um, I think Steelers are very overrated. I mean underrated. Excuse me. I think Big Ben's gonna come back. I think he's not he's not the most physique fitness kind of guy. But I think if he can get the right players around him, keep Juju, keep Benny Snell, keep James Conner healthy and everything, I think they're I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people this year. Based on the strength of schedule uh, and and the opponents and things of that nature. Uh, And based off of where they're coming from last year, I think the Ravens are going to come out on top. I think the Bengals are going to, uh, I think they're going to repeat, have a two and 14 type season. I think it's going to be up to the Browns and Steelers to figure out who gets a wild card spot. Yeah, I agree. And you know, they did say that the Steelers had the second easiest schedule this season. So, Mm -hmm. Um, all right, so sticking with the AFC, we'll stick with the AFC and then we'll do our ultimate prediction and then we'll go over the, the NFC, NFC and then go, we'll pick our, go from there. All right. Um, all right, so for AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills. AFC East, I got the Buffalo Bills as well, too. I'm taking the Bills but uh, as well, but I don't think you can count out Belichick. Who knows what he knows? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's a it's a tough one. It, it feels odd not picking the Patriots. Uh, but when you I'm look at the Bills, Jets and Dolphins, um, I think I think if you take the Patriots out of the equation is an unknown. The Bills are the logical choice. Yeah. I yeah. It's it, with Jared Sim going in there. You're going to have to ride with the kid. I don't see the Patriots bringing in anybody else. I think they're kind of just ride with a, a, someone new. Where they're like, OK, this season's going to be like where we stand. You know, I think the Patriots don't have any expectations or Bill Belichick. I think they're just going to go into the season, okay, this is what we have. We had the same quarterback for 20 years. We got to find out what we have. Yeah. But I do believe – I'm a very big believer in the Bills this year. I really love the Bills. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so for AFC South, I have the Indianapolis Colts. You know, they just got <laughs> – I'd say it. <laughs> you know, they just got um, Rivers – as their quarterbacks. And, you know, I think they're another team, which, you know, we'll get into the Colts later on coming up um, in our podcast series for the AFC South week. But, you know, I think they're another underdog team that has potential to, you know, make it past some of these teams that, you know, give them a run for their money. I think I got to be biased. I can't be biased on the show. I was also going to love Gardner Minshew's Gene Shorts to have been the AFC South. 
I got to go with the Colts. I think they're completely set up for the division win. They got experienced quarterback. They got a good old line. You got solid defense. You got T.Y. Hilton, new, new, Michael Pittman of um, um, USC. And then you have um, you have Jacob Eason from Washington. He's already probably going to be mentored under Phil Rivers yeah, absolutely. going forward. You have Jacob Taylor from Wisconsin, Marlon Mack, Nadine Hines. I think as much as I don't want to say the Colts or I want to say anybody, but the, I want the Jaguars, I just don't want the Titans to win. I'm cool with Colts. If the Jaguars suck this year, Colts win. I'm okay with it. I love Colts fans. I think Colts fans are grabbing the Indianapolis Stadium a couple times. Yeah. Great people. I I wouldn't mind it honestly. I think this division is going to consist of an ugly slugfest this year. Like it's all going to be. I think the records are all going to be pretty convoluted. Um, with mm. that being said, I have to take the Texans. Um, wow. I do like Gardner Minshew. To your point, if they're if I could take two guys and spend a day with them maybe drink beers around a campfire or something. I would absolutely love to get Minshew and Baker Mayfield in the same room. I feel like they're like oh, yeah. the same guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, that would be cool. but it, it, and I, I love to hate Deshaun Watson, but you know, I just, I see the Texans taking this one this year. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. Um, this is a little off topic, but friends just watched um, a video of Colin Coward on um, FS1. Yeah, he was doing a breakdown of like quarterbacks, like personalities and things like that, and which team they should actually be with. And he said Gardner Minshew with the bandana, glasses, shorts, he's perfect for Jacksonville. Yeah, he didn't change a single thing. Like he put like Baker Mayfield on the Raiders in Las Vegas, Brady in the Giants, Dallas, uh, Pat, Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes in Dallas. It was cool. I'll send you a link about it, Craig. It's yeah. interesting. It makes sense a lot. Absolutely. All right. So AFC West, um, I have the Broncos. I have the Chiefs. Yeah, I can't in good faith pick the Chargers based on the uncertainty of quarterback there with Terod Taylor. Uh, I don't really – there's a lot of turmoil in Oakland with Derek Carr and this and that and the other. Denver Broncos, go, uh, I don't think Drew Locke is proven yet, so I have to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I want, but I think Drew Lock does have a lot to, to prove. I think he actually, I think he's a Broncos guy. I, I would give the Broncos another couple of years to kind of start competing in the AFC West. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, overall, who do you have for your AFC going to the Super Bowl? I picked the Bills. I picked the Bills too. We didn't look at each other. We weren't going off each other's opinions, but I'm a firm believer in the Bills. I, I think I just, I love something about them. Something about the Bills just, it makes me want to just talk about them all day long. Yeah. yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, there's a 50-50 shot for Super Bowl winners to make the playoffs the following year, but I think that we're witnessing the start of the next uh, kind of decade-long dynasty type deal that that you saw with, mm-hmm. you know, the big three for the past 20 years. It's the Patriots, Steelers, and Colts. You know, those are the guys you saw 100%. in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of Chiefs. Um, I don't want to pick them. I'm picking them with my head, right. not with my heart. <laughs> yeah. What's your heart picking, Craig? Uh, my heart says, oh, man. My heart says Houston. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, my head is saying either Ravens or Chiefs, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I definitely feel like, you know, I know what you're saying with the Chiefs having, like, a long-running thing, like the mm. Patriots and – but I really feel something about me really feels like this season is a comeback season. 
for Buffalo? For a, a lot of teams. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's a comeback season for a lot of teams, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of these teams that you don't normally hear about or people talk about mm-hmm. doing great things. And I think it's time for Buffalo to restore to his greatness again. Unfortunately, man, Buffalo lost four Super Bowls in the 80s, pretty much early 90s. I mean, uh, Buffalo fans, they want – the Bills Mafia wants something. I feel like – in the next few years, Josh Allen being there, I think the Bills Mafia will get the Bills Mafia will get their um their Super Bowl championship. Yeah, I believe with Josh Allen being there as a quarterback, I believe that he will win a Super Bowl in Buffalo at least once. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the only thing worse than perennial losing on a historical note, the Bills did something interesting. If I remember correctly, they lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's that's yeah, like that's worse right. than being like a perennial loser, like it is a Browns fan, <laughs> like. To Jags. watch your team get to the big game four years in a row and lose all four, that would be tough. So the, the, those Bills yeah, fans are pretty, pretty tough. Heartbreaking. Yeah, that is pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, that would be tough on the soul. I would cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving over to the NFC. Um, NFC North, I maybe went with my heart a little bit on this one because I'm a big Packers fan. Mm-hmm. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Zadarius Smith. He's my guy. Um but I also do think, you know, the Packers did pretty well last season. I feel like regardless, whatever they do with Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a win-win situation for them. You know, they have a really solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think I think that they could make it this year. Hmm. I, me and my wife being a Packers fan and – yeah, I, I, I want to cheer for the Packers, mind too, you, but... Mind you, my mom and my brother are Vikings fans. Yeah. So there's that for you, Her too. brother has a, <laughs> a signed Brett Favre Vikings jersey <laughs> in, a, in a picture frame in the wall in his room. Um, My heart says... I think my heart... I don't know. My heart... I mean, I want to see Packers do well, but I feel my head says Vikings. I think the Vikings are... I think... This, I believe this is the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. I think Kirk Cousins has to prove something here. He do all this year. Do all this year. I, I believe they still have Adam Thielen. I believe that they will be successful with Kyle Rudolph, the tight end, Dalvin Cook, and Mike Boone at running back. I, in the defense they have, they have no turnovers on defense. I believe that Vikings are, I think, my opinion, clear. NFC North winners, my opinion. I'm on the same page with you there. Uh, I'd take the Vikings. They're, they're main, the main thing that hurt them last year, it, because you play your division opponents twice, the Packers won all six of their division games. The Bears mm-hmm. went 4-2. and two. The Vikings only won two out of the six. I think if they find a way Oof. to pick up another one or two division-winning games, that mm-hmm. puts them over the Packers for the long run. Plus, I, I think Kirk Cousins, uh, like you said, it's a contract year, but I don't think we've seen the best of Kirk Cousins. I know he's been around a while, Oof. but he's definitely a system player, meaning you know, in the right system, he's just a machine. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I know a lot of Vikings are kind of – I think Vikings fans are – your mom isn't really on Kirk Cousins, is she? I mean, your brother won her to be drafted by the by Yeah, Minnesota. yeah, my brother wanted her to be drafted by Minnesota. I don't know. I feel like the fan base in Minnesota on Kirk Cousins is 50-50. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's actually – you know, living down here in Naples, you have a ton of different oh, sports bars, and there's one like a mile from us that's huge Vikings. You know, they do the skull song. The like, bird. they yeah, like, all dressed out. You know, they do everything. French, maybe you can identify with this a little bit, but – like Vikings fans are spoiled if they're upset about Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen twenty-something mm-hmm. starters come through Cleveland. I've you've seen a lot of guys come through since Mark Brunel. I think it's a uh, yeah. I 
I I think I think they sound a little spoiled. I my my brother and his wife, one of my brothers and his wife, they live in Minneapolis. They're all Vikings fans. They work at the Mayo Clinic up there and uh they get pretty intense. Yeah, my whole mom's side of the family, you know, my mom's from Minnesota. That's why she's a Vikings I love their fan, accent up so, there. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, her whole side of the family. Yeah, my whole mom's side of the family still lives up there and they're all big So Vikings did you live in Minnesota? Too, so. Um, I actually did my junior year of high school. Okay, so not enough to pick um, up the accent. Yeah, no, not enough for that. <laughs> her mom still Minnesota. has that. Minnesota. Because your mom's a <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, but one thing I think will definitely be a big determining for the Vikings and the Packers maybe to set the tone for the season is they do play each other week one season opener in Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's well. Every week one game is a division game, so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how all these games yeah. play out. I'm pretty excited for week one. I'm really excited for week one. All right, so moving on to the NFC East. So since I'm being, you know, a little underdog taker here, and I'm feeling this comeback season, I went with the Cowboys. I went with the Eagles. I went with the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. This is my least favorite division in the NFL. Yeah. These are four yeah, teams I hate to watch. Yeah. Especially on Thanksgiving. They have the four ugliest jerseys in the NFL. And they <laughs> I I just don't like any of these teams. I never have, never will. I don't think I can. No, neither. Yeah, I had a hard time. That was the very last box that I filled out when I did this one. I yeah. It's the least exciting division. Yeah. Um, so for NFC South, I picked the Saints. I picked the Saints. I'm also taking the Saints. Okay, I think that's consensus. pretty. I think it's a good consensus. Do you guys do you believe the Buccaneers will make the playoffs this year, or do you think they'll if, be a wild card? Well, I mean, they could make it as a wild card. Uh, I don't. I, I, the Falcons just can't stop going backwards. It seems like. Um, I yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't too. really have any faith in the Panthers. Um, you know, it looks like they're going to start Kyle Allen, if I'm correct. Well, you know, Kyle Allen went to Washington. Now they have that's right. That's right. Bridgewater. It'll be interesting. Bridgewater was good in New Orleans last year when he had to fill in, but I'm yeah. I'm also not sold on the coach they hired. So we'll see. Who 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 they get again? I know it's uh, Matt Rule. I think you say his name. Rule. He's oh. he's a college guy. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly who that is. All right. So last division NFC West. I have the 49ers. Who do you have, Craig? 49ers. 49ers. I am – this is the most – this is the hardest one for me. I think, This is, like, going to throw you for a loop, I think, Craig. Okay. The, the, I was watching Pat McAfee yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks had to travel, I think, at least 29,000 miles this year when it comes to traveling for away wow. games. I believe it was that high number, being up the top left corner of the country. I believe the L.A. Rams, I just believe they're still going to digress – I think Sean McVay's. I think he's kind of on thin ice right now. I don't. I don't believe Jared Goff is a certain guy there. I don't know. I have a hard time believing in Jared Goff. I think the Rams are gonna go backwards. I believe the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, will win the NFC West this year because Kyler Murray, when he found out DeAndre Hopkins was going to Arizona and the running backs they have with Kenyon Drake, excuse my language, Kyler Murray got a boner. From these wide receiver cores. All that man, he's 5'8 and a half on a good day. He just has to throw the ball up to these two big receivers, and all they got to do is catch the ball. 
I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm two teams I'm excited about besides the Jags. Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills. Those two teams I'm very excited about. I think it's okay to be excited about the Cardinals. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray, um, which is strange because I like where he came from, especially, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's similar to Baker Mayfield. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sold on him. But with that being said, you take David Johnson out of the equation and say, all right, Kenyon Drake, right. you're the guy. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins now on the other side from one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Um, the offense mm-hmm. is certainly going to be I one agree. to contend with. The, the, I think the key here is figuring out, you know, again, like we talked about with the other divisions, the Cardinals were one in five in their division last year. Um, right. They have to figure out how to beat the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers specifically. Which yeah. I believe is the one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. For sure. Yeah, I agree. So, who do you guys got for your NFC Super Bowl contenders? I have the 49ers. I have the Saints. I think we're going to see the 49ers. So, Craig, you basically have a repeat of last year. Yeah, but it's going to go the other way this year. Yes. You think so? I have the 49ers and the Bills. I have the Bills and the Saints, but I believe the Bills are going to win. The... I just thought about the Bills, man. They just, they just give me the 49ers. I don't know how many of their games you watched last year, but um, my, Brown, my yeah, Browns we were pretty competitive last year. Their record didn't turn out as good as we would have liked, but I remember feeling really good going into the game. Okay, we have a chance to match up against these 49ers. They absolutely throttled us, and it wasn't even close. And then I started paying closer to attention to the 49ers, and they're just – so dominant, especially on defense. They just have to figure out how to not lose the game on offense. Um, I they're they're just that dominant. I I think we're gonna see it again this year. I agree, and you know this kind of goes off to what I was saying earlier about you know this coronavirus in this off season. You know, I read that, you know, some teams are giving their rookies just iPads and they're saying, okay, we're not here to hold your hand. You know, you got to do your workouts. So, you know, with the 49ers already going, getting into the Super Bowl last year, you know, they already have, you know, I'm big on chemistry. So they already have Mm -hmm. that team chemistry. And, you know, I feel like all they really have to do is look back and say, okay, what stopped us from winning that Super Bowl and how can we change that to improve this year to mm-hmm. win? Yeah, I agree. I I I I am not I'm, I'm definitely not against the, the, the Chiefs and 49ers going to the Super Bowl this year. I think it's uh, honestly I think the way the teams are set up this going into the offseason, I believe that like you have the, the biggest has there I don't think in NFL history has there been two the both same teams going to the Super Bowl again next year, has there? I don't know, but I'll be the first to say I called is. it if it happens. <laughs> you yeah, call it. Right. We had this to be recording. You will call it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If the 49ers Chiefs play again this year in 2021, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And one thing I'm actually happy about the NFL schedule this year, going back to that, I'm happy it's all in the States. I'm just happy that we're not doing international games, Mexico City, United, the UK. I'm kind of happy to bring it back into the country this year for the one. I'm not saying, like, bring America, you know, I'm not that, but, like, I'm just happy it's in the country this year. There's no odd times. There's a lot of things that are going to shake out still too. I, you know, obviously we, we put the disclaimer up front. These are way too early predictions. I'm interested to see just amongst the three of us, 
maybe a week before the season, okay, if we actually put pen to paper, what are their records going to be? Are, are our picks exactly. the same? Yeah, you know, because somebody's going to tear their ACL in training camp. We don't know what effect COVID is yeah. going to have on this thing. Is there going to be home field advantage? You know, all these, all the, it's such an interesting season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, look at, um, you know, Nick Foles, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, all those guys that were out all season last season because of injuries in what week one, two, three. Yeah, with Nick Foles being out most of the year, Juju being a few games, Ben Roethlisberger being pretty much the whole time too. And you're right about that with COVID-19 how they're going to react with fans because these teams who have – you have the – Defense going, thrives yeah. on – you know, they get the fans up and going and riled and up. And, you know, they have the sound monitors to see how loud you can get. You know, I feel like a lot of football environments thrive on – Yeah, the and there's, there's a couple teams in particular. I mean, Seattle's always like, oh, man, we have the loudest fans. The Falcons got in trouble for pumping noise into their stadium. Uh, Chiefs fans are notorious for being loud, as well mm-hmm. as uh, the Bills and, and the Browns. Saints yeah. are pretty up there, too, as well. Absolutely. Dome. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, heard yesterday, um, the Steelers, too, actually have sold out 299 consecutive home games. That's uh, that's a streak. I, I, I don't think it's going to be over anytime soon. You see some of these fan bases just completely abandon their team. When they're bad, I mean, the uh-huh. Bengals for yeah. a while were giving their tickets away to homeless shelters. I mean, cool, like that's a nice thing, but when you start having to do things like that, that's a problem. And to be honest, that doesn't surprise yeah. me in Cincinnati as but, much as I'm But there's a that. couple teams that are going <laughs> to no. sell out no matter how good or bad they are. The Steelers are going to sell yeah. out, the Bills are going to sell out, the Browns are going to sell out, the Cowboys are going to sell out, Absolutely. you know. And even when the Raiders went to Oakland, they still sold out. Right, and and I think it's got to be especially tough uh, for the Jaguars because the Jaguars has mm-hmm. a passionate fan base, but it is one of the smaller fan bases in the NFL, which is why they're commonly linked to moving overseas or splitting games with London. Um, I yeah. think that I think that they have the biggest issue. If I remember correctly, don't in order to avoid like blackouts and stuff, didn't they have to actually remove bleacher seats? Yeah. So, and it's funny too, that you bring that up because we went last year to go to watch it. Um, we went out to go watch it. We went to a sports bar and we watched what, maybe like the first quarter or two. And then the it Chiefs blacked game. out. It was the first game of yeah. the year. Yeah. And it blacked out on us. Yeah. Live the Jags fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's interesting here too. Um, I was watching, not trying to take away from Pat McAfee's points, but I was watching a little bit of his episode yesterday, and he had a good point about the Bucks schedule. Now, listen to this, Craig. Um, I think Tiffany listened to me yesterday too. The last seven Bucks games you have here, I feel like the NFL is favoring them for some reason. You have well, last eight pretty much. You have the Buccaneers playing the Saints at home in, in Buck in Tampa. You have the Bucks going to Carolina in November, early November, which is still not too too cold. Then on November 23rd, you have the Bucks playing at home against the Rams. November 29th, Bucks playing at home against the Chiefs. December 13th, Bucks playing at home against the Vikings. December 20th, Bucks in Atlanta in a dome. 27th of December, Bucks in Detroit playing in a dome. And last game of the season, Bucks playing at home against the Falcons. Sounds That's like they crazy. don't want Brady's uh, arm to get cold. 
Maybe yeah. he's getting old, and like you know how older people sometimes, like arthritis, when it's cold, their yeah. arthritis and their bones start to ache. Tom Brady's an old man, but I was watching that Pat McAfee show. He's talking about him and AJ Hawk on there, and talking about the only thing the players care about the schedule is where they're playing. Right, in the right. And yeah. and for some teams, that's an advantage. Like for example, up here, the Steelers, the Browns, mm-hmm. the Bills, these outdoor stadiums, New England. You know, that's that's an advantage because they. They have the opportunity. Yeah, they know they know how to play. Right, exactly. I I hope this isn't intentional. It's it's things like this. If it is intentional, it's just going to continue to fuel like these conspiracy theories about everything being fixed and this and that and the other. I it can only be intentional to an extent because the team's opponents are scheduled on a predetermined like round robin rotation like there's a system for it yeah but the timing of the games is suspicious from what you're saying the times or like how it's yeah in the season it's a big advantage because it's warm weather Tam- we're in naples we're two and a half hours south of tampa tampa the temperature is really pretty much could be no different okay yeah. but then too you know if you look on december 20th in you know, atlanta yeah it's cooler up there but it's also a one o'clock game if it's nice well, and sunny dome. Oh, well, yeah, yeah that's true. But if it dome. was outside, I was going to say, it's peak, yeah. peak sun time. It's really not going to be that bad. Yeah. Even in Carolina on the, November 15th, they play in, in Carolina. One o'clock. Charlotte's not that cold in November 15th. I mean, it's cooler, but it's not like freezing temperatures. Yeah, and like one o'clock's middle of the day, primetime sunshine. Yeah. It's like when it's the warmest, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be interesting. I'm really, I'm, this, this is a very, we'll definitely continue to do our this predictions. It's going to be a very sure. fun season. I I'm think. excited for the season. I feel like there's going to be a lot. Like Jack's really, we'll do our predictions later. I'm not gonna that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else? I think I think I said I think we did a pretty good job of covering everything. Yeah. yeah no. Great. Today yeah. was definitely uh, uh, an enjoyable episode. Uh, we got to talk a little bit more, and we got to cover all the whole thing. So I th- I think I think today was fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And thanks for being Absolutely. with us on this too, Greg. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Always. Well, thanks for tuning in and again to Girls Watch or Girls Talk Football. (laughs) Um, Stay up to date. We'll be having a new division coming to you next week. Um, We hope everyone has a great weekend.